Welcome to Talking Tea with Auntie, where we discuss interesting topics with everyday people. And today's topic is cosplay with special guests Monroe Menagerie and Life Like Jay. Now, Auntie, your gay auntie, shining neighbor. Hello, my loves. This is your gay auntie. Welcome to Talking Tea with Auntie. As always, I'm so glad to have you all here. And this is a new special segment. Think of it as Mr. Rogers, but for adults. A common segment where I interview everyday people about their lives and interests. And on this fantastic occasion, I have two wonderful people here to talk about cosplay. And I'm going to be introducing them here shortly. We will have Monroe Menagerie and Lifelock Jay, or Jay Vasquez, as our two cosplay guests. As always, I'm so excited to have them both here. And so remember, if you enjoy this content, content, I'm sorry, feel free to put that notification bell, give a like, and subscribe to this channel. Now, let's give a brief introduction to both our guests. We'll go into guest number one. <laughs> now, today on my show, we have our first guest, Monroe Menagerie. Good afternoon. Good evening, Monroe. I'm so glad to have you here, my love. Happy to be here. Thank you, Auntie. <laughs> How is your evening going? It's going well. It's finally warming up uh, here in West Texas, so I'm still got my electric blanket but um, things are going well we had a beautiful holiday um, so we've survived Christmas now and looking forward to New Year's and maybe eventually I'll catch my breath sometime <laughs> 2023 <laughs> 2023 I think it's gonna be our year I hope and, and that's what yeah. most people will probably be no they will see this before 2023 if I can knock this out quick enough <laughs> <laughs> so my love I'm so excited to have you here on this episode of cosplay so let's start with the basics let's get to know you a little bit what is it you do in your daily life that and then how what led you into cosplay so in my day-to-day -day life, I am a homemaker and a bird rescuer, and I do tarot card readings, kind of a jackie of all trades. Um, and for cosplay, I've been doing cosplay since I was <laughs> old enough to dress up. Like as a little girl, like a little, little girl in the early 80s, I used to put pantyhose on my head and be like the dancer from Jabba the Hutt's uh, palace. and. I have done, you know, Comic-Cons and Halloween is one of my favorite things in the world. And so I've, I've always loved dressing up kind of no matter what the occasion. Um, and as an adult, I still get to play dress up. We just call it cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> and that is absolutely beautiful. And I have seen quite a few of your cosplays and absolutely adore them. Um, so I want to ask, what having, been, having grown through cosplay, what is your favorite type of cosplay? Just like a genre. And do you create them yourself? I do both. I've done both OCs and uh, cosplayed um, known characters. Oh, gosh, my favorite. I, I have done a little bit of everything. Um, I, the only thing I haven't done a lot of is anime characters. Um, but, you know, DC Universe, comic book universe, um, video games, obviously, uh, with Lady D. I, I've done kind of a little bit of everything, so I don't necessarily have a favorite genre. It's just, I, 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 
gravitate towards characters themselves who speak to me. Mm -hmm. uh, that is beautiful. So you mentioned Lady D, and that is where I first saw you on TikTok <laughs> as Lady D. Tell me the inspiration of wanting to be that character, such a big, powerful character. So I'm a Resident Evil fan, and when they had, let's see, it was, oh, January of 2020. Um, they had the kind of initial release and we got our first glimpse of Lady D. And, and here's this voluptuous woman with, you know, who, who's obviously an, a middle-aged woman and, and everybody, we all had the same reaction. We just went, big mommy, you know, like we, we all got so excited about her. But what spoke to me personally is I saw myself as a 42-year-old woman, because Lady D is 44, and as mm. a 42-year-old woman, I, I saw me. Like, like because when, I mean, of course, there there is no limit to age uh, with cosplay, but as you get older, you do, you'll find that it's, it, you're, you're, you know, Poison Ivy isn't portrayed as somebody who is in her 40s. And Harley Quinn isn't portrayed as somebody who's in her 40s. So for me, it was immediately seeing myself myself in her curves, myself in the lines on her face, like just I saw me and that was so cool and exciting. And then what amplified that cool and exciting moment was the reaction to her. Cause we, as, um, as human beings, we, we, especially your know, feminine and female identifying human beings too. Um, you kind of see your, uh, your desirability mm -hmm. fade a little bit with society in the way that society you know, gravitates towards younger women. It's just the, the way it is. And so to see everybody react to her and react to a woman who is a middle-aged curvy mother, it was just really cool. And, um, oh, what's the word? Um, it made me feel valid as a person, like as a middle-aged woman. So yeah, I just got completely excited about her and then and you I, captured I her so well her. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that part of why people comment and say that i'm such a good lady d cosplayer is because i have that age that's there and everybody can cosplay her anybody can cosplay her no matter your color your size your age anybody can cosplay her but 100%. i i've always thought that that might be kind of why people go oh, you look so much like her it's like yeah because i'm 42. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I can attest to the 30 something years of stress to be fully honest. That's what these are. <laughs> and so with Lady D, I know she's kind of become kind of a very sexualized character. We're not on TikTok, so we can say that word. And so what has been your feeling in on that side of, of being her? And what has been the reaction you've received or any awkward moments you may have received while being <laughs> such a sexualized character who's well, thick? <laughs> I know that the thick. I got, I got the, the as, as uh, Robocop 17 art says, the, the Bahana Gooks. I can never repeat it, but he's so funny when he does Diablo and talks about them. Um, I, I've got the tatas for it. 
But for, for me personally, I have always been somebody who's very comfortable with my sexuality and very comfortable um, being that, you know, overly sensual friend. So I don't mind being, um, being seen that way. I know it's for some cosplayers, it bothers them. And of course, we all know that cosplay is not consent. Exactly. For me, cosplay, uh, especially as Lady D, I, I've always made it very clear that my cosplay is consent. Um, my personal cosplay um, alone, from my point of view, is consent so that when people simp and when people go, you know, sorry, mommy. And yeah, I, I enjoy it because I'm doing the same thing. When I saw her take that phone call or pick up that vanity and chuck it, I drooled all over myself. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. Um, and I am also a spicy content creator. I have. Um, and a just for the page. record, spicy work is real work. <laughs> it's real work, exactly. Um, and I wasn't, you know, doing spicy work from it, a long, long before the band site started. <laughs> so I, I'm an old hand at spicy work. But um, I, I found a, a lot of validation in um in my sensuality as a middle-aged woman again but uh you do want to be careful out there in the world of, of loving cosplayers that you make sure that there is consent there mm -hmm. uh, but for me personally there is and i find um, a lot of power and empowerment in my uh my sensuality my sexuality so i have never had a problem with being viewed that way because I like portraying her with mm -hmm. her sensuality attached. Um, and and again, that's, it, it's your mileage may vary between cosplayers because there's lots of cosplayers out there that are very comfortable with that. And there's lots of cosplayers who are not and both are valid. Um, so it's always important to make sure you have consent before you're simping. But if you do, simp away. Yeah, oh, 100%. And so in the terms of that sexuality and the cosplay combined, how is that infused into your life? Because I can act in some actors, because the cosplay in a way is is acting in its own way. How is that infused or impacted your daily life, like in terms of how you feel or just how you move through the world? Uh, for me personally, it, um, becoming Lady D was turning point because I've I'd sort of become a bit stagnant in my identity as a, a woman like I, I you know you, you get to that certain age and your kids are getting older and you're getting older and you're looking in the mirror and things are not where they used to be and there's weird lines in weird places and you're going huh okay so am I done and, you know and then you look at people like you know, share who, you know, and, and then oh, who does not women. age? Sophia Loren, you know, these these amazing women who are are just fantastic, and it's a good reminder that um, to exercise self care in remembering that you are beautiful, no matter how you look, no matter how old you are, no matter what color you are, no matter what lifestyle you lead. To it, it was a really big turning point for me to remember that because I'd had a few years where I was kind of starting to let that slip in my mind of feeling like I'm not 
worthy of being a goddess anymore. And, and that's something that we all need to remember, no matter how you identify and no matter who you are, that we are uh, always remember that there is a deity <laughs> within you, that you have that, that power to be beautiful, no matter who you are, no matter how you look. And I fully agree. And I think that is absolutely beautiful. Now on the cosplay, do you make most of your cosplay? I, mm, I'd say I'm a half and halfer. There, okay. I am not a seamstress. So I, I can sew basic things. Um, EVA foam is my mortal enemy. I have, <laughs> well, thankfully, I, I don't think Lady D required any. <laughs> she didn't. Um, I've had other cosplays that I've had to scrap because I was like, I cannot EVA foam anything. Like, I, I've just never quite mastered it. So for the cosplayers who can work with those um, modalities, I, I just, oh, chef kiss to, to you because it, it is my enemy. I've never been able to make it work for me. Um, I, I enjoy taking pieces and making them into cosplay pieces, um, pick, picking and choosing different things, uh, kind of like you do with your fashion, of, of being able to pick these different things that you wouldn't necessarily think go together and then being able to create this amazing outfit. So I've been able to do that with a lot of my cosplays. Um, and like like I made I made Lady D's accessories, you know, I, I made her pearl pit and her pendant before they um, were available to purchase from anybody really by trying to 3D design something and having a friend 3D print it. And so like, it's kind of a, I, I've always made things for myself, my kids, I've made costumes you know, from scrap by taking different pieces of things that existed already and sewing them together and stuff. So I, I kind of do both, but I have never been, um, the the person who could like create a pattern out of thin air and create these marvelous amazing cosplays out of nothing um and i, I think it's important to convey because because there can be in the cosplay community a feeling of you're not a true cos cosplayer unless you have built everything from nothing until you started from absolute scratch and built it from scratch up. And I think that it's really important not to let that become the case because I, in my time as a cosplayer, have met so many people who want to get into cosplay and they feel like they can't because they can't sew or they can't, you know, create or they don't feel like they have the creati creativity to come up with something from scratch. And I think that's so, so important to if you are dressing up as somebody you love, you're a cosplayer. Yeah. Your level of There's cosplayer. No to date <laughs> exactly. Like we, it, it is something that gets, that there's a lot of gatekeeping in the community. And I think that it's important for people who want to get into it to understand that it's about loving it. It's about wanting to dress up as that character. It's about embodying something that you love and enjoy more than it's about your individual skills to create that cosplay or that character. Um, same with OCs. Yeah, if you're coming up with your own original character and they're, you know, nothing more than somebody in a t-shirt who, you know, wears a mask or somebody who, you know, just it has a little bit of facial makeup on and your regular clothes. Like, don't ever let the feeling that you're not good enough to be called a cosplayer stop you from doing it because it's no matter what your skill level 
it's about the joy that comes with it and the passion that comes with it. And that is honestly very beautiful and perfect timing, because we're <laughs> going to bring in our next guest.、Uh, this was Monroe Menagerie. She will be back when we go into many more in-depth questions, especially about that spicy content you mentioned. But we will have that joint conversation with our other guest, Jay. So Monroe, I'm going to send you on over to the green room to relax and stretch your legs a little bit for 15 minutes, <laughs> and I'll see you back soon. See you in a minute. See you in a minute, my love. <laughs> That was Monroe Menagerie. Fantastic. She is available on Instagram and TikTok. Fantastic creator. I absolutely adore her. Now, next on the show, we're going to be bringing on Life of Jay. Let me triple check, making sure I am saying everything correctly. Life like Jay. Life like Jay. Or Jay Vasquez. Velasquez. On Instagram and TikTok, so let's bring Jay in. Remember, life like Jay, fantastic creator. We're gonna bring him on right now. There we go. Hello, Jay, my love. Welcome. Hi. Glad to see that handsome face again. Were you enjoying your time in the green green room? I was. I was laying in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's the beauty of doing things like this. It's always so wonderful. So, Jay, welcome to the show. Before we get going into the full nitty gritty of cosplay, tell us a little about you. What do you do? What's your age? <laughs>、uh, um, as far as what I do, like in in cosplay or in real life? In real life. Oh, in real life,、uh, I work in a gym. <laughs> I'm a gym salesman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I sell gym memberships and personal training, and then、uh, on the side, I, I draw pictures here and there. Beautiful, fantastic. And how old are you, Jay? Younger、uh, than I. I'm 32. 32 years young. Fantastic. And so you are a obviously somebody who works out, who works at a gym. What got you into the wonderful world of cosplay? Um, for me, it was a, a chance meeting with Stanley.、Um, really? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a very long story about、um, me on happenstance going to a comic con here in Washington State.、Um, basically, a friend of mine had gotten me tickets to go to the con, and、uh, I went, hoping to goodness that、uh, I would have a good time and meet Stanley. But I was like, oh no, I need to have a costume because it's a comic con, right? I didn't know the rules.、Um, But、uh, you know, I don't. Know, I didn't know back then. This this was this was a while ago. But、um, there was a, a kid there、uh, who had saw me. I decided to go as Spider Man、um, in a very bad Walmart Spider Man costume.、Uh, the suit itself didn't have a, a logo on the back.、Um, it was bad, and I actually <laughs> I, I couldn't see through the mask in itself. Um, but anyways, this kid had seen me, and he goes, you know, mom, mom, like that's Spider Man. Like, look, look, Spider Man. And the mother was like, that's not Spider Man. That's a man in a costume. Like, look, you know, I we've had this discussion. There are people here in costume. And the kid's like, no, that's Spider Man. And she really was like, no, sweetie, come on, like that's not Spider Man. Well, I took personal offense, <laughs> so I did a whole backflip. Uh, landed like Spider-Man with my hands in the air like that, and the kid 
just lost their mind, just absolutely lost it. And they were like, well, I told you, that's Spider-Man, that's Spider-Man, that's Spider-Man. And the mom was like, all right, I guess that's Spider-Man. <laughs> um, that interaction in itself was wonderful. But fast forward, uh, I was in line to meet Stan Lee, um, who was indirectly a, a hero of mine, who made my favorite superhero. So of course I love Stan. Um, but yeah, I, I saw him in line and I start freaking out. And then it becomes my turn to see him. And I'm like, oh God, oh God, oh God. Um, but I'm like, hey, Mr. Lee, you know, thank you so much. You know, I love Spider-Man. And he goes, I saw what you did with that kid. Uh, good job, Spider-Man. And, and I was just like, uh, okay. <laughs> and, the, and Stanley said, he's like, he goes, um, he said that that's exactly why we do this. You know, like we draw the characters or we dress up as the characters. It's for those experiences, those once in a lifetime interactions where, you know, the, the characters are off the page and they are in real life. Um, but being called Spider-Man by Stan Lee was like, and you know, like in hindsight, I'm sure he calls every Spider-Man cosplayer Spidey, Spider-Man. <laughs> but in that moment, I was like, oh. So uh, like I had left the area, you know, after meeting him and shaking his hand and stuff, took our picture and I like sobbed in my mask. And I remember telling my friend who took me, I was like, well, whatever that feeling was, I'm gonna need to do that. And that started my cosplay journey like full fledged. That is absolutely beautiful. So have you stuck mainly to those superhero cosplays as your primary? Um, I, no. <laughs> I really? Do, I, yeah, I do a lot more anime characters than I do um, like Marvel superheroes. Um, I do have Marvel costumes, like I have Spider-Man, I have Venom, um, I have another Spider-Man, Wolverine. I'm working <laughs> on a secret cosplay for Emerald City Comic Con coming up in a March. A secret cosplay? It's a secret. It's a secret. Well, yeah. if people want to see, they have to see you at Emerald City Comic Con to see exactly. the secret cosplay. Um, like I kind of want to tell people since this is your show and i mean you don't have to it can lead to <laughs> other if you want to remember you can follow him on instagram to get all the takes off for life like jay i think it's two eyes right yeah, yeah correct <laughs> so a secret cosplay and i think the biggest cosplay recently that made everybody quiver was a recent hero that just came out i will admit that three of my friends sent me a tiktok of you as namor just with the caption daddy and i think that was your recent big big daddy moment <laughs> uh it's aqua papi no um... just to be certain that's our papi <laughs> um no yeah um so when when i found out that uh, the Huerta was going to be in the marvel cinematic universe as namor of course i was like wow that's amazing and then i remember seeing the uh, concept art, you know, all we had gotten was like that one still image. It was literally like a drawing of Namor. And um, I was like, I put it into my story like that day. I was like, I have to cosplay Namor. And, you know, um, I my buddy, CJ Lewis, um, was like, I can help you do it. And I was like, are you sure? And he was like, absolutely 100%. So he actually helped build the suit entirely for me. Um, and it was my job to get my body right and like my my mental right so that I can uh, give my best version of Namor, which 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 apparently did pretty well. It, it got I me. I mean, 
<laughs> you know, a bunch of new followers, a new friend. Um, I mean, clearly, how has that been reaction been? Because I'm sure a lot of people are thirsting over you. Has that resulted in any awkward situations regarding, I guess, what we call simping in the community? <laughs> um, so many, so many. Um, my comment section is um, a Reddit minefield. <laughs> it is, it is wild it's the wild <laughs> west in my comment section because it's funny because it's like you see my friends they're like you look great this is awesome oh my god wow so cool then one comment down you're like he could fill my ocean and i'm like oh my god <laughs> um and it's been fun it's been fun there are a lot of people that are like move the camera lower i'm like geez <laughs> wearing almost nothing relax <laughs> Well, uh, apparently they want you to wear even less. And so <laughs> in terms of, there is that side, and I've seen several of your cosplays and there is that very, let's just for lack of a better word, sexualized content. But I've seen more on your softer side and explorative side mm -hmm. of your cosplay. Tell me about those uh, those ones. Um. Well, so I, I like to be, multifaceted the 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 thirst trap content is fun and i do enjoy that but i do love pushing myself uh to different limits different directions um and then through cosplay i uh came to terms with not only my sexuality but my pronouns um like so i, I do use he they pronouns right now um i was i was heavily inspired by the just sheer power that i got cosplaying as desire from the sandman um, the actor, Mason Alexander Park, they um, are also a non-binary actor and just, they were barely in the show. There's a, like a non-speaking part of the show where they're in it for like five seconds. And then there's literally like two, three scenes of them and th their stage presence just demanded focus. And I was like, whatever that is, I'm gonna do that. And then I did it and it just revealed to me that yes, I, I'm 210 pounds, uh, and and for the most part, uh, people only see me as a large person. But these cosplays, where I can, you know, um, show off my softer side or my femininity, um, allow me to kind of put a curtain over that for people, and they stop seeing the literal mass that I have, and they see me as whatever character that I'm bringing, regardless of anything and yeah. that is abs that is absolutely just beautiful and that actually leads to my next question of how has cosplay impacted your life a daily life because you know everybody we you have your daily life of work and that's outside of cosplay but how has it influenced your daily life um it if anything is inspiring right because at the end of the day i'm an adult who works an adult job I have adult problems, right? Um, but in cosplay, I get to actually turn all of that off and I get to just be those characters. And the way that I cosplay is, is a little different than other cosplayers. I don't know how everybody does it, but I know that for me, I do everything I can to embody that character. So their hopes and dreams and their fears and their strengths, their weaknesses, um, their desires, um, I try my best to exude, right? Mm -hmm. So um, for me, in my real life, I try to replicate those feelings because when I'm Wolverine, I am very strong. 
and not many things can hurt me. You know what I mean? And so, so if Wolverine can have that, why can't Jay? You know, so so I I try to take bits and pieces from these characters, and and each of them teach me something new about myself. You know, that that maybe it's okay to be a little afraid of stuff sometimes, or maybe it's okay to be a little softer or a little quieter sometimes, um, given whatever situation I'm living in. And that's wonderful, and that's and it's clearly shown because you said earlier about expressing your they them pronouns and your sexuality, and. That is absolutely beautiful, instead that it's been able to do that for you. And then on the more practical side, do you how much goes into your cosplay, either monetarily or time-wise, or do you build them? <laughs> um, monetarily, um, I I'm very lucky and fortunate to have a a large group of supporters uh, who help me out and 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 get me quite a few cosplays because they are excited to see me as next character. So I say, of course, you know, if you'd like to do that, please do. Um, but then the time that goes into each cosplay, regardless if it's me just putting it on or trying to build it, um, I have to develop some kind of emotional attachment to the characters. So like, uh, let's just use Desire for example, right? I will watch those scenes for up to an hour, you know, just so that I can actually become that character. So for me, I would say emotionally, a lot of time goes into every single character and I will refilm a TikTok or take more pictures if I don't feel like I've truly shown that character off. Um, and then as far as building cosplay goes, I do not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm very much so a cosplayer that wears the costume. Uh -huh. um, I do my best to bring those fabrics to life. Now, I am trying to get into builds, um, mm -hmm. one that I will be building here soon, um, which oh. I, don't mind, I don't mind sharing. That one is going to be Pyramid Head from the um, the Silent Hill universe. Ooh. It's, it's been heavily requested, and um, I do want to eventually get into building my own cosplays, and I feel like that is one that can be a fun process to share with everybody. Oh, I think so, too, especially the, the piece should be quote-unquote easier to build than something like... Oh, 40k armor or oh, elven armor. <laughs> I'm scared to build like actual armor. Everybody's like cardboard and foam for pyramid. <laughs> cardboard and foam. Look, look, you did so. You, you did good, sweetie. You did good. Sweetie. <laughs> so I see people make like crazy armor pieces out of like foam, and I'm like, oh, that's not metal. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, what? So yeah, one day, one day. Today's not. I believe day. in you. I yeah. fully believe in you. <laughs> I fully do. <laughs> I think you know I think a lot of your followers do believe in you that you will get there soon and so because trust me spandex is a bitch to work with 100% a bitch to work with if you rip it mm, 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 no 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 and so real quick who is your favorite we have about a minute and a half and then we'll invite Monroe back who's your favorite character to cosplay or you that you have cosplayed um right now um, it is a solid tie between Namor and Dr. Frankenfurter from Rocky Horror. I, really? I, well, yeah, I was, I was, I was thinking about it and, um, I've, I've, I've thought a lot. So Namor gives me the power and majesty of being this, this powerful king from Talokan. But then Dr. Frankenfurter, it's like freedom in the, in the most fun way I could possibly say. Also, I look great in heels, so. <laughs> Those squats clearly helped. <laughs> yeah. 
that is absolutely beautiful. And that the juxtaposition between the two, astounding. I saw the Frankenfurter, beautiful. You also did a Jareth from yes. the Labyrinth. That yeah. was all. I think you did Desire, Jareth, and Frankenfurter within the same time frame. And we can talk a little bit more as to possibly why you may have done that. Yeah, yeah sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and I think we have quickly. What is your favorite genre to cosplay? We have 19 seconds. Um, anime. I don't know. Anime. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> And with that, we will bring Monroe back from the waiting room and have her join us for a nice. All that is loud. <laughs> <laughs> and we welcome Monroe Menagerie back. Welcome back, my darling. Happy to be back. Hi, Jay. Hi. <laughs> I'm so glad to have them both here so we can discuss things back to back. And we have questions from my patrons on Patreon, but those will wait for a little later. If you would like to ask questions of my guests on this show, become a patron of my Patreon for as low as $3 and support your gay auntie. But we're going to move right into further discussion of cosplays. And I guess I will ask this. I've asked Monroe what was an awkward situation she's been through. It's been a lot of the simping. Jay, darling, what has been an awkward situation that you've had to endure since you've been in cosplay? Um, Comic-Con and touching, um, I wear a lot of spandex, so, um, uh, yeah, my, uh, one that I thought about actually just now, because I'm looking at a picture of Spider-Man is, um, <laughs> I do squats, okay? Um, I have a, a large rumpus, so they say, um, but, <laughs> but in the, in the spandex- Spidey badonk. <laughs> in, the, in the spandex there's no there's no room for imagination um so i remember taking pictures with this 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 uh elderly woman and i remember that um her arm started around my shoulders and as the pictures continued <laughs> she ended up on my butt so um <laughs> and i like when the pictures were done i'm in my full mask i know that i look like this but you couldn't see. And she was like, it's okay, Spidey. They look great. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, the simping is, is fun. That That's different than everything. I love the, the simp comments. They they feed me, but uh, <laughs> the physical awkward interactions, those are the ones that leave lasting impressions. Oh yeah, I, I can imagine. Monroe, have you ever had, because you do cosplay a very sexualized character with a very pronounced, top and rump as jay said <laughs> have you had anybody try to touch you in that way or do you put on stilts to make sure because lady d is what nine foot six nine foot six she is nine foot six <laughs> uh, my dog my dogs just got out and are now all over me so sorry about that uh, um i have The times I have worn her to Comic-Con, I actually haven't. Um, but when I did Harley Quinn, I had a lot of people who would just reach up and grab my butt. <laughs> and <I'm> like, 
And I wish, I wish to this day that I had um, part of my cosplay had been the mallet, because that would have been. Um, and again, it's the spandex. At least in the in the big long dress, you know, you you've got the the assets showing. But there's something about spandex that makes people think that they can just grab a hold of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks so inviting and plump. It's like a peach. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's like let's just grab a hold of that. And it's like oh, let's not. <laughs> and once again, <laughs> cosplay is not consent, everyone. Especially to touching. It may look like a ripe Georgia fruit puff peach, but do not try to take a bite. <laughs> Real words have never been so spoken. <laughs> and so, luckily, I've, I've had I've had good a good luck in, in her uh, uh, costume. Part of that is I'm usually wearing the claw glove, um, which for me is just the nails. So I think people understand that you know there there is. A, a little bit of a, a physical threat to their safety that if they <laughs> violated <laughs> my personal space, that I could just shank them with my very long nails. But, uh, but no, otherwise I've been <laughs> I've been lucky. I, 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 that is grabbing Harlequin's butt. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we had Deadpool cosplayers. <laughs> yes. I, I, Have you yes, cosplayed Deadpool I, I, yet, Jay? I've not cosplayed Deadpool because um, a movie accurate suit is like $1,700 minimum. And um, with today's rent, no. No, no, no. And you're you're in a very expensive state, Jay. Yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> Don't remind me. You see, me and Monroe, or Monroe and I are lucky to be in one of the least, one of the less expensive states in the union, though it's not the most cohesive. And that's gonna, I'm gonna put it that way for anybody that doesn't want to get political. <laughs> we pay a price for the cheaper. <laughs> it's just a little bit of abuse. My aunt lives in Florida and pays exactly what I pay, but has a whole house. I was like, I never needed to know that information. <laughs> but then it's Florida. To any of my viewers here in Florida, I have never, and I grew up in South Texas and I lived in Houston. I have never sweat my behind off more than standing still outside my hotel in Florida in the summer. And I'm not a person that sweats. I'm not. I lived in Houston. I would run and I sweat less running in muggy Houston heat than I did for five minutes outside in Florida. I don't and plus everything's in pastels. I absolutely hate pastels it just just pick the color just go for the color it's like it's like you're edging with color like oh i kind of like <laughs> just, sorry for anybody that loves pastels i don't mean I, i'm not hating on you i'm what I'm hating on your choice I, i'm never gonna hear it different i am never gonna see pastels and not <laughs> it's just so edging, edging color it's so like oh look at this look at this little eggshell pink just go full pink just go just go red like what go like what but I'm a ruby gal. Like the own, I, I will give an exception to a light pink, just because there's something about it, and I don't know why. I love powder. Need a blush. Has to be a blush. Like a blush and blushful. But <laughs> there's something about like okay, this is gonna sound awful, but you can kind of still be a slut in pink. Like uh, it, oh, yeah, it, it's can. like you can be a slut in red, because red is like that iconic color. But like you can't be 
exceedingly joyous with like a powder yellow. <laughs> and everything in Florida is pastels. And I don't understand. Oh, it's a beach color. I don't care. Anyway, we're going off a of random. <laughs> Your gay auntie has exceed extreme ADD. So just it's been it's been proven, and I'm unmedicated. So this is wonderful. So <laughs> bringing us back along. How I had a whole list over here. We'll go back to my list before we get into my patrons list. That is bright. I do apologize. <laughs> All of a sudden, I no longer look like I'm Hispanic. <laughs> so for both of you, y'all both have cosplayed similar yet different cosplays with Jay in anime and superheroes with a little bit of Gomez Adams and Monroe from very kind of not necessarily horror, but horror kind of because I know you've done uh, from Freddy Fazbear's Resident oh. Evil. Um, what has been your experiences? Your clowns. And then clowns. And what has been your ex individual experiences in terms of getting the attention in cosplay? Like, what has that been like for you as a person? Mm. Having just done cosplay and gone to cons or whatever, but now being on TikTok and getting all this attention, how has that experience been for both of you? I guess, Monroe, we'll start with you, my darling. Oh, gosh. Um, so... When you're at a Comic-Con and you're in cosplay, it is inevitable that, that people are going to stop you and take pictures. That even if you are the 400th Harley Quinn that they've seen, even if you're the 60th Bane that they have seen, it, it doesn't matter. They will stop you. Even if you're an OC and you're wearing something cool and they don't recognize you and they have no idea who you are, but you know, there, there's still always this, this almost camaraderie of, yay, I get to see my character that I love. And so you, you know, you're having your picture taken a lot. You're having, you know, posing with a lot of people. So that kind of comes with the territory of being in cosplay at a Comic-Con, regardless of who you are. Um, TikTok was something that for me was very unexpected. I was a pandemic TikToker where I kept hearing about it. Um, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll hop on. And I was like, oh, I can, I can dress up. So I did a couple of absolutely cringe things. I had no idea what I was doing, you know, and, and exactly, just getting started, nightmare. Um, and then that, that would have been towards the very end of, no, it would have been at the beginning of 2020. So it would have been January or so of 2020. So we hadn't quite hit pandemic, but things were starting to, um, like we, people were starting to discover, my age group was starting to kind of discover TikTok and impose um, ourselves onto, onto the Zoomer app. But then when Resident Evil happened and I did the Lady D cosplay, it, it blew up for me. And I'm still a relatively uh, small creator, you know, under 100,000, which I've been edging 100,000 forever. So out there in YouTube land, if you're watching this and you have an interest in following somebody and looking at my old cosplays or my current birds, please follow me. I'm <laughs> edging 100,000 followers. It just annoys me. But um, I just want that 100,000. I, I don't even need more. Just 100K. Like, just because it's like, if, when people go, how many followers do you have? 94,000? It's just a weird number. Um, and so it, I was not prepared. And the, the biggest reason for my jump in followers 
was because I was being a dumbass in my cosplay and I was making self-deprecating humor is my thing. I, I love making fun of myself. It, it, it's how I beat bullies when I was in middle school and it's just always been kind of my thing. So I was making fun of my boobs. And you know, there's this other cosplayer who who gets the Lady D figure with these bags of pinto beans, and it takes about throws them on the ground. These these are just lima beans, or whatever. And, and I'm just sitting there going, I, I want to do that. I want to try it off <laughs> at the end of the day. That's not fair. And I po I almost didn't post it. And I was like, eh, I need something to post it. I'm just being stupid. And I had like eight thousand followers, and so I posted it. And then. Then I got like 60,000 followers in like two days and my phone just, brrr, I'm like, what is happening? What is happening? Oh God. And I'm not, <laughs> not particularly a people person. So all of a sudden there were a lot of people. So I had to learn how to people. Um, but I love my TikTok people. I, I have, I have so much joy from that app, whether it's getting to play dress up, whether it's just being me, whether it's showing off my menagerie of animals um it it brings me great joy so and that is that that's what the app should really do as well and jay how about for you um what was the question <laughs> <laughs> how <laughs> Going from just doing cosplay from a Comic Con, and now you have the you have cosplay online mm -hmm. on TikTok, and it's been percolating, getting your followers. How has your experience been that oh. as a thirty-two-year-old man? Um. Well, um, it's been crazy, honestly, uh, because what started off as me chasing this feeling of, you know, that moment I had with that child and Stan Lee. Uh, to it turned into this moment of, well, again, pandemic cosplayer or, or TikToker, but I was like, wow, I'm stuck at home, can't see my friends, my family's back east, what am I going to do, what am I going to do? So I started doing that, and um, suddenly I just meshed with this community of people that loved what I love, and, you know seeing these other TikTokers who are now my friends, but seeing them back then and looking up to them like, wow, like that's so cool. Like I wanna, I wanna cosplay on the internet when, and have people think that that's cool. And here we are where um, suddenly these people who I looked up to are my mutuals and I still look up to them. But it's crazy how in the most cliche way possible, uh, chasing something that you really love um, just becomes just everyday life. Like, um, going from like, I'm gonna put the Spider-Man costume on to like, people know that Spider-Man video I did. Um, my first big blow up was my Moon Knight content. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was, I was, I love Moon Knight. Like, I think that's, that is, I love it. I love Oscar Isaac. I love, um, the character Moon Knight from the comics. I love him in the, in the show. Um, but, uh, I think at the time that Moon Knight was coming out, it was myself and like two other TikTokers that were like making Moon Knight content. And uh, I'm, I'm friends with them now, but but like for, for me, I was like, oh my God, like this is so crazy. Like everybody's just like loving this content, loving this thing. People were like, you look just like Oscar Isaac. I was like, where? Uh, they were like, the, no, 
but I was like, that's <laughs> I was like, thank you. Um, I'll take it. I was like, you know, I do appreciate that I can breathe well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was just so much fun. Um, it was, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think that's the best way. I think fun is the best way. Cause like emotionally, I love it, right? I love every minute of it. It's such a blast to create content that I like and then have people like that content. So that's, I stopped trying to make content that I thought people would like. And I started making content that I liked. And that was a big shift for me. Cause now I'm like, I like that character. I'm gonna cosplay this character. And I'm gonna make videos that I'm gonna watch because I'm a little obsessed with myself. Um, and I watch- As I think everybody should. That's just well. <laughs> with, with, with Jay. So I watch my own videos and I, I'm like, you, you cringy ass dork. <laughs> but, um, but then I laugh and then sometimes I do some really cool stuff like some of the transitions I do which is another thing that that gained me popularity is how I do my transitions some of them I'm like well look at me like, well, uh, so yeah so I think I, I think that's it I think just the overall feeling of fun and joy that I get from cosplaying is the biggest change in my life now I think I answered that right I, 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 you know, I will accept it as an answer just because you're so pretty. And I'm lucky I have two very beautiful, pretty people on this show tonight. <laughs> Two with the cosplay thing, especially for our, our age groups, you know, like 30s and up, we came from a time before Marvel Cinema, before the DC Universe, where it was not cool <laughs> when we were kids. When we no. were teenagers growing yeah. up, there was nothing cool about liking comic books. You got beat up yeah. for that stuff, yeah. you got tortured yeah. for that stuff. So now to be able to not like, like regress almost to who we didn't have a chance to be when we were younger, A, because the internet was brand new. And, and it made weird robot noises to get on it and yeah. nobody could use the phone while you were on it. You know, I mean, like... For anybody young, that was called dial-up. Dial-up. <laughs> <laughs> dial-up hurt my soul. Uh, I heard it. Somebody had it as a ringtone. A, somebody had their ring to their phone off silent. B... <laughs> strikes against that person. Somebody I know, I was like... It was at the, it was at it was at the grocery store. And it was the one time I didn't have my earphones in. I was just like, "So this is raw dog in life." <laughs> oh, like that's a serial killer right there. Like, <laughs> in, in broad daylight without their phone on silent. That it was a core memory re-unlocked. Just hearing that sound, it was like, <laughs> "Oh lord." To, to, to be able to do this now, to be able to dress up and have other people go, that's awesome. I love this character too. And to to watch the, I mean, not to sound cliche, but to watch the younger generation get to like be excited yeah. about this stuff and have it be cool to be excited about this stuff. I mean, cosplayers are always going to get crapped on because we're cringe to somebody. But overall, because of the birth of the Marvel Universe and, and what has been brought into movie cinema and all of that uh, popularity that came with it, it's given permission to a lot of the younger generations for us to be able to enjoy this stuff. So it's, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I get to be cool now. 
for like two minutes. Not to my kids. <laughs> kids, I'm cool, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That's all that matters most. As long as we're cool to ourselves. I mean, I know in certain situations, I'm not cool as crap. Like 30 minutes before this, I was dressed like a swamp witch. Like, Where's that? I think <laughs> I was. I was. I just got this tattoo and I was like, oh, I don't feel like I took a nap. My hair was everywhere because I take post tattoo naps. Um, and so I look like I, exactly. I, I'm not. I, I only look cool for like thirty minutes to an hour when I'm shooting these things. So it's mm -hmm. perfectly fine. But uh, I guess let's see. Where are my glasses? Do you have my, mom? <laughs> my glasses. I can't see without my glasses. Where are my, gla <laughs> my glasses? I mean, if if we were to have either a bootylicious or boobylicious Velma, I would be perfectly happy with either one of you doing either. <laughs> you wanted to cosplay Velma so long. Is that the new idea? Maybe you I just need a nice little sweater. Would you do the full skirt or would you do would you do slacks? <laughs> I think. <laughs> Jay, make my day. Say the skirt. <laughs> it's got to be the skirt with the knee high socks. Yeah, I think it does. I think it does. I think I, I honestly fully support that. Good. I'm just like in the sweater. I'm Velma. Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> well, <good. laughs> Simultaneously cosplaying Encanto and Velma. <laughs> no, no. Honestly, I like Dreams that crossplay. I'm here tonight, but I'm going to enjoy him anyway. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> My dreams are going to be weird tonight, but I'm going to enjoy them. <laughs> I'm but sure you they're will. They're singing, singing surface pressure. <laughs> like a drip, drip, drip. <laughs> no, that's not a bad, that's a very bad segue. <laughs> um, if you don't know what I meant, it's okay. You can Google it. If you're under the age of 18, don't Google. Okay. <laughs> Jay, don't be that. You're not desire right now. You're not desire. Understood. You're not Frankenfurter either. And, and Monroe, mm. both of y'all have that same I don't do anything wrong looks on y'all's faces. Uh, no, not me. No, no, no. Innocent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it for one second. I've seen you as Frankenfurter and you with your big old bitties out. So don't even. <laughs> <laughs> You got me. Woo. I did. I did. So let's go into these Patreon questions. Yeah. For my patrons. So we have our first question, and both of you are required to answer them. Um, it, where is it? Where is it? Make sure I don't do that one. Okay. What cosplay are you both most proud of? And this is from Diesel Frog, a patron on my Patreon. Which cosplay are you both proud of? Most proud of. Most proud of. Can I Jay take this one first? Okay. Um, I think it's a tie between my Frankenfurter and Namor. <laughs> really? Beautiful. And Monroe will ask why right after this. Monroe, who is yours? Um, my favorite uh, obviously Lady D, um, and I think close second would be Roxanne Wolf. 
Okay, so now this will lead into a question that's additional of my own. Why are you most proud of both of them? Um, well, Namor, because it allowed me to uh, have this very masculine presence, this very regal presence, um, while also still somehow being sensual. Um, but then Frankenfurter allowed me to let loose in a way that I had never done before. Um, it taught me how to walk in stilettos. Um, it, it, oh, yeah. Um, I had to practice before I filmed any of those. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was like 30 walk cycles for an hour. Just oh, like, yeah, no, it's 100%. From doing drag, heels will knock you out. Yeah, I, I basically took the very cartoonish hip sway and then it created a, oh, I can do this. And then I got, now I can, now I can dance. Um, <laughs> I can dance if I want to. But anyways, um, I was going to go into that whole song. I, 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 I stopped myself. Always. But, uh, but yeah, so like the, those two, because they're so different from each other and they've brought out such different personalities in me, I have a very special place in my heart for those two cosplays. So I'm most proud of them. Monroe, why for you? Um, Lady D, because kind of, as I had mentioned earlier, it was, it was a way to revisit who I am as a middle-aged woman, to enjoy all of the little things about me that make me, me, my little lines and my curves and things that helped me embrace who I am as a human being again. Um, and with Roxanne, uh, I did her during a time where I, everything was, was crazy. I was in Washington helping remodel and sell a family home. And it was just me and it was just a time of upheaval. And I made her out of pieces from Amazon and my own willpower just to make this cosplay happen. Cause I was looking for, I, I just needed kind of an outlet and a bit of joy. And so I, I loved how she came together and, and I really loved that it made a lot of kids cringe. It, it gave me a, a certain amount of joy because I was being a popular character and it was nice to have people go, Ugh. so, so both were fun. <laughs> I mean, I think anybody in our age group is going to make kids cringe if we try exactly. to be even announced. But yeah, no, I had <laughs> it was fun to revisit middle school for a minute that way. So. Oh, you know, oh, don't, let's not talk about middle school. Let's not, let's not. I just remember a French horn and I don't, you know, I don't need to revisit that. So uh, just to let my follower Miranda Major know, my patron on Patreon, we've already asked how you both first got into cosplay. So Miranda, thank you for giving me that question, but it was one I was already asking anyway, but I want to give you the nod so that way, you know, I was going to ask it, but we did. So moving on, we're going to ask you from... Coddlesworth, another patron on my Patreon, who are your favorite cosplayers? Um, one I, question. Yep. Uh, Renegadis. Love that one. Renegadis. Um, and uh, crap. I had this planned out in my head. Monroe Menagerie. I was like, ah, oh, oh, I, I, I have so many. I, I, I love just, and this is going to be a big blanket statement, but that way I don't hurt any individual feelings. Oh, no, that's I perfect. love following cosplayers of color. Like, you. I follow so many amazing cosplayers of color. And 
and I will be the first one, first in line. If anybody dares say that character isn't this color, I will absolutely throw down and come armed with a sharpened spork. But I, spork. I just have such an absolute passion for getting to see um, it, people of color find that joy because there's always so much focus on the 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 my shade of uh, of people and cosplayers and those, those people do tend to get a lot more attention so i i personally love you know, following cosplayers of every color and and just getting to see everybody experience that joy one of who's jay so <laughs> that is a beautiful and wonderful answer to that question and i love it because i do follow i also follow a lot of cosplayers and I will tell you right now, I know what your profile picture looks like. That's what I got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like on the spot, I'm like, I, I'm friends with so many people. I can name three. I know their icons. I know right. the icons. Yeah. I can never yeah. remember the names. Yeah. Plus ADD makes it that way. So plus TikTok is weird too because it'll show you their actual name versus like their profile name. Like you can shift yeah. back and forth and stuff. So I, I have so many people that I'm like, oh yes, this is my friend. And I could spot them in a crowd of a million people. But what's your last you name? Their handle. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is my good friend. Oh, awkward. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Don't worry, I do it all the time. That's why I always have a friend I need to introduce to people. I'm gonna give a secret of mine. So whenever I have friends, I'm out, and I know there's gonna be a group of people I know I've met, but drunk Nathan met them, not sober Nathan. <laughs> so since the information has been expunged, I know I met them. I know what we did. The name, and so I always have a friend with me, like, oh, this is so and so. And they'll be like, oh yeah, I'm so-and-so. Oh yeah, I'm I'm so-and-so as well. And I'm like, yeah, I've known so-and-so for a while. They don't know I'm doing that, but now you do. Great person. And, <laughs> <laughs> hi, random person who now has a name that I'm immediately gonna forget once we walk away from this social interaction. You. It's so good to see you. There are the, anyway. We're not going to go into southern cordiality. Um, <laughs> Auntie Kinky asks, "Biggest cosplay fail? Biggest cosplay fail? Don't answer all at once." I was like, I'll give you the chance to go first this time. And she's like, she's like, I'm not even looking at the camera. Um, no, my mine was a humbling experience with trying because one of the things that you will find as a cosplayer, whether it's with an OC that's beloved or with a singular character that you do that's beloved, is your audience can sometimes become so attached to that character that if you dare deviate from it, it is a punishable by death offense. And, uh, and so I, I, as a joke, because uh, around the time of Lady D's height of her popularity, there was uh, another AI character that came with Samsung called Samsung Sam, which is like their version of Siri. Um, and so she, she kind of came onto Reddit and I'm like, oh, you know what would be really funny? This is my little internal dialogue. Like, you know, Monroe would be really funny. Let's just do a sneeze and accidentally sneeze yourself into the wrong thirst trap and we'll just do her. 
So I put her together and and I loved it and I loved the way I looked and I did this and choo, you know and then I was like I, it was that oh I fucked up like audio from TikTok and I'm going oh no and I'm like playing with Sam's hair and you know Sam's outfit on the amount of hate that poor bitch got <laughs> like, like, like I had to take the TikTok off of my Insta reel because people were incensed at this point during the height of my Lady D popularity that I had dared try a different cosplay. Um, so yeah, so that was probably <laughs> a big fail. I had to go hide. Like, like Samsung Sam went into witness protection after that, <laughs> and I and I went back to the push-up bra and the and the pearls because it was my tail between my legs uh, i'm lady i'm lady d see 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 look, look, i was it was the kid you start <laughs> just start gaslighting your own father like no i never did that like no no i never did that Sam what screenshot you obviously you obviously photoshopped that obviously wrong wrong that was uh that was Monroe. somebody else that was an alternate account that was menagerie that was <laughs> now jay it's your turn to give us a big cosplay fail okay so, do you need a moment uh, well it's just it's crazy. <laughs> so okay so everyone who's a millennial and grew up watching adult swim anime there's one show that we either accidentally ended up watching at 3 a.m. or purposely stood up late to watch. And that show is Inuyasha. Okay, for those of you who don't know, Inuyasha is this cat demon, um, white hair. He was a cat? Ish, cat, cat adjacent. <laughs> I always thought he was a dog. Well, they're cat ears, so. They are cat ears. Yeah, so I don't know. Could be a wolf, but it was a cat. He was a cat. I don't know. I'm going to go with cat now. I'm going to say that Inuyasha was a cat boy. I haven't watched Inuyasha in so long. Okay. I'll let, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, no, no. So, so um, I'm, I was feeling nostalgic and I was like, oh, I want to cosplay anime characters from my youth. So I was like looking for Tuxedo Mask and Inuyasha, Rodi Kenshin. Like I was looking for all these old school Toonami anime costumes and I found the Inuyasha one. So I, I got excited, I got ordered, I was like, yeah. Um, now this is before I would shave my beard to look more in character. I was like, oh, it's fine, I can have the beard, it'll be fine. It wasn't fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got this narrator, but it was not fine. <laughs> Extra, extra it indeed large. was not fine. <laughs> it was at this moment. Jay knew he fucked up. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, so I, I got the I got the suit. It was not an extra extra large. It was like a small, and I hated that. So like the sleeves didn't even go all the way in my thing. The sword didn't match. The fangs weren't fitting in my mouth because I didn't know how to melt the gel because those don't come with directions. They're just like melt this. Okay, for how long? What do I do? What is, anyways, so I put on the wig. I didn't know how, I didn't know because this is early in my TikTok thing. So I didn't know to put a wig cap on. I just put the wig on over my black hair. <sighs> and, and then the cat ears. And I just remember sitting in my room going, wow, this is awful. 
I still had the audacity to put out like six videos. <laughs> and like, I leave them there. They're still there. You can scroll my TikTok and you will see my Inuyasha. And it's it could, because the reason I left it up is because I have, I have a beautiful community. I love them so much because outside of the simping and like the funny, weird, cringe comments, they're a beautiful community and they support me a lot. But they're always like, JW, yeah, Jay won that. Oh, Jay never misses. Jay's the best cosplayer, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, just scroll a little. Let <laughs> me take some, you back. Like, all, my, all my Naruto content is cringe, all of it. There's not, <laughs> there's not one video that I've looked at that I was like, I'm the best. No, all of it is like, how did I not stop doing anything on this app? But then I get to Inuyasha, and Inuyasha was the last time that I was like, I will never, ever just post stuff again. <laughs> That's my biggest cosplay fail, Inuyasha. I will live with that for all time. And now everybody knows. Scroll, scroll through Jay's TikTok to find his Inuyasha content. Because I now need to see this. So I may not have... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even put any effort in. I was just there in the suit. And you can tell I'm uncomfortable. You can see me. You can see Jay in a costume. It's not in Yasha. It's Jay in a costume. And I was just like. <laughs> yeah. It was I did fine. great. Mama, am fine. I going to state? Mom, am I going to go to state? Sorry, random. Random. <laughs> We are going to go to state, sweetie. You're doing so good. I yeah. love that. You're doing great, honey. It's awful. I, I will one day do a new Inuyasha. That is a promise. But and I, I, what I suggest is do a stitch of one of your old ones. Transition to a new. Yeah. Right. You're right. You're right. Do the old one justice. Show them where you came from. And where Spring you are. 2023. My roots. <laughs> Inuyasha. We have a beautiful what? Japanese garden here in Seattle. I was about to say, well, it's almost upon us. Well, no, it's almost upon us in Texas. It's not almost upon y'all in the north. Oh, no, it's wet and cold. I hate it. I'm wearing a turtleneck in my own home. <laughs> I, you can't see this, but there are like six layers of pants and, and these big Sherpa socks. It is not by any means warm here in Texas. Electric blanket. <laughs> I am wearing uber thick they have grippies on them but they're super cute socks so do I wait yeah I was like I love grippy socks where have you had your grippy socks Jay I, 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 Walmart <laughs> these are a very specific type of grippy socks anyway but no our, well no our spring has been happening later because before it was like oh by February it's spring in Texas no we had we, we're still freezing in, in, climate change is the thing anyway <laughs> on to the next question Pamela Farley asks which cosplay took the longest and I, I will addendum it for y'all since y'all both some Monroe kind of builds and Jay, you kind of embody. Which one of y'all took the longest to either control, create, or embody? Um, for me, it would be uh, Desire mm -hmm. um, from the Sandman. Um, 
that's a new persona for me to to dig deep and find my femininity. So finding that strong but sensual, um, like feminine smoothness, um, that one took a really long time to create because I had to expose that out of myself. Um, and then Jareth, yeah, Jareth took a long time because for a, for a while of being in that costume. I was just dressed as as Jareth. Um, it took a little bit for me to become, you know, the star child. It took a long time. Um, and I was, yeah, yeah. Actually, I put on the costume, tried to film TikToks, was disgusted, um, sat down oh. and watched Labyrinth in costume. Then I was like, it's time. Yeah, I wish yeah. there would have been a TikTok of that, honestly, to see that <laughs> process. Because I remember I tried to do the, you remind me of the babe, right? And I was like, ill, ill. That took 40 minutes by itself. <laughs> but then I was like, all right. And then I watched the labyrinth as Jared. And I kept like walking through my house with like that smoothness, that swagger, that like mm -hmm. super gross kind of creepy hitting on her vibe he did. Um, and I was, it was, but, uh, it, it was, well, look at it, it. Yeah. It has. Yes. It was the eighties, right? 80s. No, I know. It's just the makeup was so pretty. And I was like, I'm pretty, but yeah. So, and the mullet was everything for me, but, but yeah. Yeah. So, so those two characters for me, uh, I think are, were some of the hardest I've ever done because I had to create personas that I'm not typically like, you know, um, the femme personalities are very hard for me still as I'm learning how to be comfortable expressing that. And then Jareth, uh, I'm not as smooth as I'd like to pretend I am. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Monroe, your turn. Um, it, so for me, the putting together clothing and costume items um, is usually pretty smooth no matter what the character. For me, a lot of the time consuming comes with the wig styling. Uh, I had to teach myself off, like drag queens have taught me everything. They've taught me how to contour my manly, like my manly masculine face. They have taught me how to to style wigs. Like I, everything I know as a cosplayer, I've learned from drag queens. And so I, I taught myself how to style wigs. Um, and, and that can definitely take time so lady d's wig is probably one of the most time consuming pieces that i have because you have to there's a lot that goes into styling that wig um but anything that i do whether it's roxy whether it's uh, you know other fnaf characters whether it's lady d um things that involve changing your face with makeup changing the shape changing you know becoming an entirely new person eyebrows getting eyebrows just right because the way that i do this are, and there there i know there are pictures around they're floating around the times that i've shaved like i shave off my eyebrows except for like one little tiny tuft here and here and and getting a different human being's eyebrows just right is something that is very difficult for me to do so to recreating a face can come down to how the eyebrows are shaped. Um, mm -hmm. So a lot of times that will literally be the thing that will take me the longest is uh, is shaping a brow and figuring out the best way to contour a face because I have a very distinctly heart-shaped face. 
So like Lady B's face is much more round. So learning how to, you know, contour just right. So she used to take me from start to finish. I finally got her honed in to about 90 minutes, but I'd even like, like color, like paint with just paint the, about this far back of my hair because it would show, the bright red would show under the wig. And, and so she, she was very involved um, piece by piece, even though she doesn't look that elaborate, actually getting into her and becoming her was extremely elaborate. But any character I've ever done, I've had to change the shape of my face, the style of my face or my eyebrows, automatic gonna take a minute (laughs) (laughs) i can see it you it shows off subtlety does take a lot of time to get to make it look subtle especially make it look natural is one of those things that is very hard what is this hold on hold on (laughs) don't don't either one of you don't either one of you 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 I know the general vicinity of where both of you live, (laughs) as in city, but I'm very tenacious in finding people. And Jay, you're a big man in Monroe. It's, I know where you live. It's not a big... (laughs) (laughs) Actual physical address. (laughs) I do. (gasps) I do have... You a danger girl. You do have my physical address. It's a nine hour drive, but... (laughs) When you drive, it's like five and a half. You, you just push on through and you manage to like all the times that I've done midnight road trips with you, you, you somehow manage to bend she, the time space continuum. Tech keeps me alive. She'll text me the entire road trip. Cause like when you, cause get to, get to the uh, Eastern Western tip of Texas to get to San Antonio is 10 hours by itself. But eight of those hours is nothing. It is, it, if you're living in West Texas and you're watching this, I'm sorry to say this, but it's a shit side of the state. <laughs> it is full of nothing we but know. racists and flat. And, and it smells like manure. I don't know, like, that. It, it does. Anyway, when people think of racist Texas, that is the area. There are good people there. El Paso is there. But however, I have never seen more racist billboards than in West Texas. Yeah. I'll anyway, my, I'll stick to my coastlines. <laughs> we have a coastline. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We have a coastline. Gulf Coast is a coast. It's not so a pretty what? one. <laughs> oh yeah. So what was what was next? Oh yeah. The next question. You know what? I don't like your tone, Jay. Okay. <laughs> this is from a New Yorker who lives in Seattle. I just, uh, I'm afraid of Texas. Texas, <laughs> Texas is the Australia of America. I'm afraid I of it. Want to go there. I, <laughs> everything is dangerous. I, yeah, I said not everything, everything's Jay, dangerous. And I moved here from where you are because I, I am a pretty clown. So yeah, don't, don't ever be careful. Be careful say I'll never end up there because then all of a sudden you'll be there going, huh. <laughs> I was born and raised here, so I had no choice. And it's a big state, so. A pretty town, yeah. pretty clown. Clown. <laughs> There's a story. One day out of this, I need all the details. <laughs> <laughs> My husband is a clown in a horror movie, and I saw him on a horror movie poster, and I went, that's the prettiest clown I've ever seen. And now I live in Texas. That's a 10 year. <laughs> 
what movie? It's called Circus of the Dead. I will watch this movie. I'll DM you. Get it. It's on Amazon Prime. I'm so excited. You have no idea how excited. Because at first I was like, oh, Pretty Town. I was like, that's valid because Seattle sucked me in with niceness. I was like, oh, neat. I came here this summer. I was like, I understand. But then my brain went, she's a clown. <laughs> that, that's that, that's your, it, in Seattle to living in Texas is clown. Is that clown. is that gonna be the name of your memoir, Monroe? <laughs> a pretty clown got me. A to pretty Texas. clown made me a Texan. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, you know, fair. So the next question is also from Pamela Farley. Which of your cosplays has been your most favorite? Most favorite. Bingo first. Okay, so with the Lady D Resident Evil cosplay came the OC Maidens. Because uh, we all knew about the Maidens that were... And what is OC for people that don't know? Original uh, character. So, you know, somebody that, that you just kind of make up from scratch. And the maidens were mentioned. We we knew that the maidens were in the castle and were being used for ladies' wine, and and we knew little tiny bits and pieces of them. So, in one of the diary pages that you find while you're playing through the castle level with Lady D of Resident Evil, um, it mentions a maiden just in passing named Adela, and that she had had angered one of the she had angered Daniela. Uh, Domitresk and Daniela had slashed her face. Um, so while the maiden kind of OCs were all happening at once from a bunch of different cosplayers, the maidens were all made um, by all these other cosplayers as women who were in love with Lady D. And there were all these different, um, you know, you had, you had maidens who and we play off each other we we you know design whole storylines around the maidens and around lady d and the different cosplayers would work together whether they were the lady d or the maiden cosplayers we'd all make our own storylines with these maidens and lady d i did adela and my version of adela was this bitter angry salty bitch who hated lady d because she had been you know, tortured by the daughters and then made into wine. And she's a, a castle ghost now. So she just roams the castle, torturing Lady D in whatever way she can. And I loved being her because she was the anti-Lady D. Right. So you have, you know, I, I spent all this time being this beloved character that everybody simps over. I loved the juxtaposition of being able to then become a character who hated that character and and who tortured you know, messed with her did all these little things to just like i did one um tiktok where i i flushed her pearls down the toilet and and was just you know, always doing whatever i could to annoy her irritate her so it was fun to be both characters but i had so much as silly as she was as insignificant as she was she was probably one of my most fun characters because I just got to let loose with her and especially being an OC there's not really a lot of you're, you're not 
um, having to worry about certain canons or living up to expectations about them. Um, so that can really be fun in any OC. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she was she was the one that I had the most fun playing. That Just is being a, a salty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> a salty dead bitch. <laughs> Goals. <laughs> any frustration that you had at the day, anything that was going on, you just you just poured that into her and and she got away with anything. I'm so not gonna say was, what went in my mind. I'm not gonna say what she I walked around with a raid can and a fly swatter, you know, messing with the daughters and stuff. It was just fun. So yeah. <laughs> Jay, who is your absolute favorite to cosplay? Oh. I was like formulating this answer the entire I was like, ooh, I was, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I will I mm, would it be terrible if I said all of them? No, um <laughs> No, because no, no. that's valid. Yeah, yeah, was I love all my characters for all the different reasons. Um, I love the ones that make me laugh. I love the ones that make me super like serious. I love the ones that make me feel super sexy. Um, um, a f- my favorite though, I think my favorites are <laughs> Moon Knight, Frankenfurter, Desire, and my version of the Punisher, which I never actually talk about. Oh. But I, but I Ooh. Okay, so like when you think of the Punisher, pu- Punisher. When you think of the I mean, Punisher, you think of like, you know, I'm Frank Castle, I'm mad. Okay, so do you know who Duke Nukem is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I took all the Duke Nukem audios I can find on TikTok and I put them with, and it made me so happy. Oh my God. The Nukification of Frank Castle. And <laughs> it, it was just a blast. So I, I I love the char- I love the characters that make me explore things, you know. And just, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's so easy to put on a character, you know. I put on Moon Knight. I watch Oscar Isaac. I call up to Stephen Grant. I say hello, ladies, gays. How you doing? Hi, you know. And then I beat me you know, up Mark Spector. And I just want to fight, and everybody's against me. I love my wife, but do I? I don't know. You know, it's you know it's fun to do these things, right? But then when I get to like completely go. I'm gonna put on high heels and lipstick, or I'm gonna wear a bunny suit and flex my muscles as Bunny Girl Senpai, or I'm gonna take a character that's hyper masculine and super mega toxic and make him hilarious. I'm gonna do that. And there we go. That is, that, that's, both of y'all are just fantastic. Both of you, and you were talking <laughs> in character, Jay. Monroe, are you capable of talking as Lady D? Oh, yes. I've done a lot of spicy <laughs> content. Spicy content. I have, oh, I, I, I have done. I have done spicy content as Lady B, Mother Miranda. Yes. Well, give us give us an example, shall we? <laughs> oh, I bring it back home. Oh, my favorite was um, when we did the Uno. Um, we did the, the speaking of Lady D and Uno. I had a lot of fun doing that when I'm trying to think of that. Now, now you put me on the spot. I can't remember any of her lines. You're um, welcome. Mother, Mother Miranda. <laughs> yes. I'll be there for the time. <laughs> Quiet, child. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, she's, um, 
I wasn't, I was still stuck in Adela in my head. So I was like, wait, wait, dig, 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 go find her. She's in there somewhere. <laughs> flipping through my Rolodex and that's not something that people are going to know. Flipping through my iPhone notes for the young people. Like, like, okay, she's in there somewhere. Yes, of course, I remember the importance of ceremony. Yeah. I won't let you down. <laughs> I love it. Jay, is there anybody else you want to talk as? Um, uh, I don't Faith, know. Faith puts us on the spot and we well, completely no, forget I, all the I, I feel no like, shame. Y'all ain't no. guilty me the feeling. Because if you watch a lot of my content, right, I mostly do audios and transitions and have recently gotten to talking. Um, so are you ready for a fun thing? Okay. So you hear the voice that I speak with. This is the voice that I choose to speak with living here in Washington. This is not my natural speaking voice. I actually took speech classes uh, because when I moved here, I still talk like this. Uh, so unfortunately growing up on the East Coast, we sound like we got syrup or molasses in our mouth and we talk like this. So a lot of the times when I'm doing different characters, especially like Spider-Man or something like that, I have this voice on in the mask. So uh, even though you can't hear me when I'm talking on the uh, like on the TikTok, it's how I do all of my like talking with my hands, yada yada. But I took speech classes because a lot of people ask me where I'm from, way too much of the time. So, <laughs> so I just I yeah. So so that is a that is a voice that I use behind the audios. Um, yeah. So especially like when I'm Jake Lockley from Moon Knight, even though he's a Spanish speaking character my version of him on TikTok anyways, is very much so the comic book version, which is a New York cabbie. So though you can't hear me on TikTok, that's how I'm acting. I'm still talking with my natural voice and that's that's everything that I am. I'm Jake Lockley behind the camera, no matter what, unless I switch over to Stephen Grant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Monroe, you okay? I thought it was 30 degrees where you are. I, I, I see what had happened was I think I've got my uh, electric blanket on a little too high because mm -hmm. uh, I, I got real warm. Oh, yeah, I, oh, I got I got to turn I got to turn that down because that's it's been clearly... unplugged for the last thirty minutes, Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I talk to people at my job too. That's how I sell them fitness with the accent. Yeah, because I talk to them like this. And I say, what's the matter? All right, you came, in, you came in here. I didn't call you. Just let's go ahead and take care of this. I'll take care of you. Just call me anytime. I promise you I'll show you the way, okay? Don't I'm suddenly have memories. Oh. My, my God, that, 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 that that's awakening something in me. I might be motivated to do a sit-up. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having flashbacks to the last time I was in New, in New York City. I'm just like, oh. Oh, I hope it's all good memories. Oh, fantastic memories, but just, you, you know what, let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about the, just, you, there's fantastic company to be had in New York City. Yes, that's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic company to be had in New York City. I love New York City. Um, I do not like the size of things in New York City. I think if 18-year-old Nathan had moved to New York, right out the bat, I would have been there till this day. Yeah. But people, yeah. I have friends that are like, you should move out to New York. I'm like... I have a 1,200 square foot, two bedroom apartment that I pay 1,100 a month for in a historic district. <laughs> With a fireplace. With and a 
fireplace and hardwood floors. <laughs> and crown molding. And crown molding. And yes, it doesn't have window units and, and gas heaters. Absolutely. However, 1,200 square feet for 1,100 a month. <laughs> Hello, Jay. <laughs> I'm crying at 850 square feet. Oh. At 1250. I'm crying. I mean, we have those here too, don't you worry, but they're I the mo- washer dryer unit. I gotta go to the thing. <laughs> I, felt, I just felt something crack in your heart a little bit. Yeah. Can we talk about cosplay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so. Cries in West Coast and also simultaneously cries in East Coast. Oh, yeah. Oof. Oof. I can't, I can't even move into the apartment I grew up in in New York right now. Oh, I, no. No. I I've looked at apartments. My building that I grew up in was a literal tenement home during immigration times. And they sold it as a condo. I almost threw up. Oh. I've no. looked at rental prices and my friends are like, you could totally make it here. But you'd have to live in Brooklyn. And I'm like... Oh, Brooklyn's I mean, cool now. I like... I visited Brooklyn. I love Brooklyn. They're like... It's wonderful now. <laughs> like, he's like, now? And then my other friend's like, just move to Jersey. I'm like, I... I, You know... Mm. I like you. Don't move to Jersey. <laughs> anyway... Yeah, that's rent in Texas. Um... Back to cosplay, shall we? <laughs> uh, so Scoot and Han, we're at, almost at the end of our production. So let's go on to your socials to promote yourselves where people can find both of you. Now, Monroe, you can include your spicy content URL as well, if you'd like. Jay, I don't know. Do you have any spicy content urls you also you are welcome i'm baking it right now you're baking it so i got approved now i just have to make content yeah yeah so i will be i'll do what i'll be doing is um for everybody that's curious my spicy content will be more risque so i will be cosplaying whatever characters i'm posting on tiktok and instagram um and i'll do teasers on twitter but uh but everything's going to be like lewd not nude mm-hmm. yeah because you know little cheesecake yeah like i like i like teasing it's more fun it's his cake. <laughs> <laughs> kidding kidding you're not wrong but anyway, <laughs> anyway no my socials um my instagram is life like j um mm-hmm. it's l i i life like j get it um my tiktok is life like j spelled correctly um but but on either of those socials uh i do have either a beacons page or a link tree page uh where you can find everything i have you can even find some of my secret art instagram um or my twitter yeah i know i art instagram yeah it's it's okay it's just something i do on the side it's a hobby i draw superheroes or sexy women because why not um no i know yeah it's fun I, yeah, yeah. There was once about a time before TikTok that I was like, I'm going to be a famous comic book artist. <laughs> I went to art school. <laughs> yeah, I sell gym memberships. So that's how that played out. Okay. I mean, fair. I was a theater arts major and I wanted to become a director of operations and marketing. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's okay. I will be an actor and I will be in films and I will be in Marvel one day. You will. I'm manifesting that with manifest pitch. Manifest. Manifesting is very important. And Monroe, what are your socials? I am uh, Monroe Menagerie on TikTok, on Instagram, and um, my Twitter is dead in the water, so I really don't use it. So just mainly TikTok and Instagram are my socials. And then my uh, fans page link is on Instagram. Uh, and you know, cause if you, if you link it on your TikTok, they will instantly ban you because they have an algorithm that will find it. Um, Great. so never link spicy to TikTok, only link spicy to Instagram and you'd be good. Um, so yeah, you can find me there and I'm, uh, I'm similar. I do a, a lot of cheesy, although I needed to buy a parrot recently. So I have like one one folder that has a couple of pictures in it that are not just cheesy but anyway yeah but now <laughs> but you got the parrot honestly the, the ends parrot. justify the means <laughs> the, the kitty bath parrot so, <laughs> so yeah so we're good but those are mine beautiful so, yeah. and, and a lot of my as as much as we talked about cosplay um I, i've had to kind of set my cosplay aside a little bit because i also have uh rescue wild birds and currently live with a blue jay who hates it when i change my face and will try to murder me um so i <laughs> don't do as much cosplay right now as i'm trying to figure out how to do it separately from her <laughs> that is 100 percent fair and honestly beautiful and again i want to thank both of you for joining me today for talking to you Dante. if you don't follow them yet on all those socials go feel free i believe i also i believe i can also link them down below in the description box and thank you jay thank you monroe this has been fantastic i love both of you and y'all take care cool. until next time everyone thank y'all very much <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us for the first episode of Talk and Tea with Auntie. As always, I'm so glad you're able to join and we'll be releasing a new episode every other week. The purpose of this channel is to showcase everyday people and their lives from a wide range of topics. I think it's a fantastic way for us to open up our little bubble and learn more about people all around us and across the world and in a way bring us all closer together. A special thank you to Monroe Menagerie and Life Like Jay for being our first guests on the show. Thank you to my patrons on Patreon who asked these questions of our guests. Diesel Frog, Miranda Major, Coddlesworth, Auntie Kinky, and Pamela Farley. If you would like to ask a question of our guests for our next episode, feel free to become a patron on my Patreon for as low as $3 a month. Also, a very, very special thank you to all my patrons on Patreon who make my content possible and keep my lights on and my kitty cat fed and allow me to produce all of this content. Thank you all so much. Now, our next episode will be focusing on a very everyday topic, but one that is very interesting, and that is parenting from two very different points of view. So stick around for the next episode in about two weeks' time. As always, I love you all. And remember, drink your water. You take care, my loves. And I love every single one of you.